because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting season. This Mr. Murdoch seemed very anxious to rent the place. But $1,500? Just for the weekend? <laughs> Must be some congressman here on government business. Well, I don't think so, because he called back three times, and he said he'd even put us all up at a hotel if we'd rent the place. But we don't even know who the man represents. I mean, what would the neighbors think if they saw a bunch of strange-looking people living in our home? <laughs> we could use the money. We still owe that bill to the vet from the last time you went out prowling and, and caught distemper. Grandpa, if you're taking his shots when I told you to, you're going to save us $400. <laughs> hey, Mom, if we do rent the place, could I use some of the money to buy Spot a new toy? Oh, Eddie, we gave him a foreign sports car for Christmas. He played with it a couple of times, and then he threw it over the back fence. <laughs> what should I tell the man if he calls back again? Marilyn, dear, I've thought the thing over from all angles, and I have come to a conclusion. We will accept the man's offer. That is my decision as head of the house. Video. That's all right with you, isn't it, pussycat? Hello, and welcome to another amazing, groundbreaking, one-of-a-kind, genre-defining episode of The Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun, ignore, turn our nose up at any streaming, streaming, streaming content and streaming con- and streaking content as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, it exists. <laughs> it comes out, and I'm sure it's quality. And we say nay, nay to you. We're watching a 60-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I am a monster hunter. Joining me at the Frankenstein-headed table of monster hunting is Shun DMC himself, Keith. Hey, hey, what's up? This is Keith, and I am a monster hunter. And across that table from Keith, there's a bunch of like scratches that have been filled in with wood putty. Who knows mm-hmm. what that means? Uh, is the Dr. Dre of Kansas. His name is Terry. Terry, how's it going? Oh, it's great. You know, I know what that means. I've been here hard at work all week filling in these scratches from when I, <laughs> I get I get really stressed out. I start my fingers start to clench the table and they start to pull back and you know make these big scratches. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just filling in. I do that every week. Uh, oh, okay, I just not noticed it. I thought oh. it was because you're playing that knife game that one time. Playing the knife game, yeah. Uh, Words might have been carved in the table. Who knows? I don't know what's going on on here. I just know that the tables never look better. And thank you, Terry. Yep. Yep. Master. Can we add Master Craftsman? Master uh, Dr. Craftsman. Dr. Dre. <laughs> Dr. Dre of Kansas. Master yep. Craftsman. There's you have so many uh, superlatives to your name. It's just there's <laughs> just a lot. Yep. Uh, most likely yep. to succeed. Yes. <laughs> Class clown. All those things. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh boy <laughs> oh, well. oh well oh well we're here once again for season one well not once again oh, for season God. one episode 26 Still but we're here once one. again and we're going to go over season one episode 26 far out monsters but before we do that how are you guys doing i'm good i, I was just realizing if this was like a british tv show we'd be on like Season six, we'd be on series seven right now. Yes, yeah, yeah. 
We're pretty much like with the length of our episodes. They're like Sherlock. <laughs> Man, yeah. We- <laughs> yeah, we're like the the yeah British um, podcast. Uh, BBC style. Everybody mm-hmm. says that about us. I, I, all the reviews are coming in saying, you know, yeah, this is the yeah, next Sherlock. Um, it's the next uh, Doctor Who. All this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, they do say that a lot. Yeah. yeah. All the reviews, which are confusing because we don't do anything like Sherlock or Doctor Who. <laughs> well, we're always so, we're always getting to the bottom of these episodes. We, we travel back true. in time to check out a six year old <laughs> TV show. That is true. Yeah, and every once in a while, one of us disappears and comes back. It's a totally different person. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Terry's on his fifth regeneration. Yes. <laughs> Did I mention I was a time lord? <clears throat> those those scuba trips are tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the clones—they learn how to regenerate, so that's great. Save some money. Yeah. So we're on season one, episode twenty-six, and we still have. 12 more fucking episodes per season. That's how many? 12. We have 12 more oh, episodes, God. right? I, I thought we were close. Now, because when I was doing it, I was like, my God. I looked back. You know what the 12th episode of season one was? What? It was the Cinderella episode. My Fair Monster. Oh, my I Fair like Monster? that one. No. Oh, yeah, Sleeping, Sleeping Cutie. Sleeping Cutie. That's what it was. Yep. That feels like nine years ago. It does. <laughs> That was a good episode, man. That's bringing me back to better times. Like that wow. was number twelve. <laughs> twelve oh, episodes wow. ago was Grandpa leaves home. Oh, where he becomes a magician, right? Yes, like a stage magician. So he's always yes. doing his little magic stuff. And we still have twelve more episodes to go. Yeah. Any predictions what the final episode's gonna be? Oh, I don't mm. know. Uh, Grandpa falls asleep and needs a princess to kiss him to wake him up and. <laughs> Oh, wouldn't that leave, be and, make, and make him leave home. I like that yeah. idea. Yeah, I think Marilyn's going to run away from home this time, and um, Grandpa's going to have to track her down and bat for him and find her. But what'll be funny? It'll be the third consecutive episode in which Marilyn ran away from home. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> Finish on that theme. Oh boy. Well, let's find out what today's theme is. But before we can Ooh. do that, right? We're yeah. Gonna light a candle. Go down the hall. Watch out for the cobwebs, the low-hanging fruit, the bad ship, the twizzlers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, open up the door into the big stone cathedral uh, filled with ghosts and books. Mm-hmm. How's your how's your buddy ghost doing? Is he doing okay? He lost his oh, wife. His, he's, he's still a little bitter at me because I won't return his wife. And I don't <laughs> know many times I could tell him once she's in the vacuum cleaner, I have no control over that. <laughs> um, oh. hmm. it, it's not... Remember old cartoons... Where uh-huh. the vacuum cleaner had like a forward and a reverse mode. Mm-hmm. Oh right? yeah. There's no reverse mode on this vacuum cleaner. <laughs> it is just it's one way. It's a it's a Dyson and it just oh, well, yeah, those are notoriously hard to get things out of once you put yes. them in. Yeah. And they're known for shredding ghosts. Um, that's why I got it. <laughs> they shred them. Yep. <laughs> they got that weird ball in them, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the day, I mean you in a cartoon vacuum, it was always set to like the wrong way too. Yes. So it definitely would have shot like some ghosts out along with a bunch of dust mm-hmm. yeah. and, should, and caused yeah. chaos before people could oh, then yeah. start to clean up properly. Yeah. Yeah, now you get the little little you get the little uh windy thing that goes around. You got a couple different filters that it goes through. There's no way a ghost makes it through that. No, no, no. no. And yeah, if it could reverse, you don't want to see what that ghost looks like now. Oh god, no. Hmm. Like yeah. I, I feel bad now that 
you know, we're talking about it, about <laughs> what I did to those those 70 souls, uh, literal souls <laughs> sucked up in the dice. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? You're a ghost. Yeah, got to get rid of them somehow. Called a I mean, shark for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> just devoured those bastards. I just think it's I just think it's crazy that when you're not gone and the Roomba sucks them up. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, the Roomba is so slow, and it's their own fault if they get sucked up by that. They should see it coming. Well, that's the problem, mm-hmm. you know. You got like your headphones in, and you're not paying attention. All of a sudden, you feel yeah. a little that that uh, like terrible pat on your foot, and you're like, uh oh. Yeah, yeah, you're sucked into eternity forever. To be blended. Yeah. That that's <laughs> to be blended inside the Roomba. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, terrible, terrible. Anyway, he's doing okay. Uh, okay. I mean, he's still I mean, salty, but you know, you know, we'll we'll get together and talk about the Lord of the Rings episode. Oh, uh, good. of the previous week. Mm. He always likes it. Yeah. So here we are in the cathedral. I got to go to the bookshelf. Ignore the ghosts. Uh, ignore Indiana Jones's comings and leavings. Find past oh, <laughs> past God. all. The- I prefer comings and goings, not comings and leavings. <laughs> <laughs> comings and goings. Comings and leavings. Uh, whatever he's got past all the book t- or movie to book translations. Uh, and here we are. I'll pull off this giant leather bound tome. Boy, it took a long time to get here. Boy, we, <laughs> we got to the cathedral and got sidetracked. Well, yeah. Terry, uh, Terry and I have been sitting out here for a while waiting for you. Oh shit. I don't know what I've been doing. Uh, crack open the spine, blow out the dust, drop to a knee, uh, present the book to Keith altar boy to priest style for the Monster Hunter factoid fact tidbit shit sheet psalm of the week. All right. All right. Uh, you know what? Um, I was thinking about, uh, you know, I was flipping through the almanac and I was like, you know what? We kind of have to kind of have to find out where we came from, uh, you know, so we can continue oh. to go forward. I started in, from in the bottom. This. Now I'm here. Yeah. Started the bottom night <laughs> at the top. Uh, and so uh, if I open up up right now, uh, we're going to go to uh, Universal uh, Chapter 19, verse 31. Ooh. Oh, okay. Big Frank- chapter, big verse. Yeah. Frankenstein, the man who made a monster, came out in November 21st, 1931. So I'm checking out some of the Universal monsters here. Nice. Uh, this was filmed on the Little Europe backlot at Universal Studios and had a budget of two hundred ninety-one thousand dollars. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, all time overall, it it ranks four thousand eight hundred sixty-fourth at domestic box office. <laughs> oh, uh, with uh-huh. with twelve with twelve million uh, that it made. Oh which, well, that's I mean, adjusted that's, for yeah modern yeah, day, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's number 401 if you're just looking at horror films. 425 if you want to hmm. look at uh, science fiction films. How about Frankenstein if you think films? about horror films, isn't that bad? That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Thinking yeah. about all the horror films that come I mean, out. Yeah. And that movie is like 100 years old. So, yeah. Uh, and it's it ranks 130th all time for non uh, for not rated movies because I guess they weren't rating them at that time yet. Sure. Uh, it was directed by James Whale. He also did The Invisible Man and Bride of Frankenstein. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, it stars Colin Clive as Henry Frankenstein, May Clark as Elizabeth, Dwight Fry as Fritz, uh, and then the opening credits say the monster and a question mark. Yeah, they want to keep it a secret. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess during the closing credits, it says a good cast is worth repeating. And they go through the whole thing again. This time, though, 
with uh, Boris Karloff's name next to the monster. This was, uh, everyone knows, based off the novel by Mary Shelley. It was added to the National Film Registry of the United States Library of Congress in 1991. Oh, here's a good one. Wait, 1991? That seems late. I don't know how long they've been keeping the National Film Registry together. I guess that's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. Maybe 1991 was the first year. I don't know. (laughs) Fair enough. You know what? You're right. I take it back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. God damn it, Terry. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. Well, well, part of the problem, Terry, is the fact that not all the states were, uh, not all the states would show it right away. So maybe it took a little while because this film was banned in Kansas upon its original release on the grounds that (laughs) it exhibited cruelty intended to uh debase morals wow well you know that's kansas for you mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um the monster in the film does not physically resemble the character in mary shelley's novel it was makeup artist jack p pierce who came up with the innovations such as its flat head the bolts on the side of the neck the droopy eyelids uh, and the poorly fitted suit. And so then after that, any future Frankenstein film just picks up right where Pierce laid it all out at. I love that. Yeah, that's an iconic clip. He did a great job. He yeah. looks so cool in that movie. Uh, so good. It is still copyrighted to Universal through the year 2026. Oh, that means we got an, another one coming up then probably, right? Like they're going to make another Frankenstein. Well, assuming it is copyright, assuming the copyright does not has not lapsed, uh, you know, when that time comes around. Um, this film and any others produced in 1931 will then enter public domain uh, in, tw- in 2027. So we could get that um, that Winnie the Pooh horror film crossover oh, with, Frankenstein. Uh, with, with Frankenstein. Yeah, that I guess that technically could happen. Well, I, I think <clears throat> Frankenstein is public domain. I think the universal depiction. Of yes. Yeah, mm, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah. So that square head, and the neck bolts and stuff. Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting that uh, that it doesn't actually represent like the the thing that everyone visions as Frankenstein is not what Mary Shelley's novel uh, had in the first place. No, I think he's supposed to look more like uh, Robert De Niro. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. According to the DVD commentary for this film, uh, James Whale intended the film to take place in an alternate universe, and therefore oh. freely mix 19th century and 1930s technology, hair fashions, etc. Okay, interesting. Yeah, very bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did. They did a 20 minute test reel. The monster was played by Bella Lugosi. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, and directed by the same guy who did uh, who did Dracula. Okay. Uh, the footage has not been seen since 1931 and is considered lost. But there's a poster that shows uh, Bella Lugosi's uh, likeness. As uh, you know, the the Frankenstein monster. Now, here's another interesting thing that would eventually tie us back to the monsters. John Carradine turned down the part of the monster because he considered himself too highly trained to be reduced to playing monsters. He was eventually offered the role to play Herman Munster as well. Oh, really? Yeah, seven year old actress Marilyn Harris. Um, she's the one who plays Maria, who gets thrown into the lake uh, by the monster. Mm-hmm. She had done several takes of it, none of which turned out quite right. She was very wet. She was very tired. And the director, uh, Whale, was like, look, I'll give you anything you want if you just do this one more time. So they did it one more time. This is the one that makes it into the film. Um, she asked for a dozen hard-boiled eggs, which was her favorite snack. <laughs> and, uh, and James Whale gave her two. Oh, two, two, two eggs dozen, or no, two dozen? Two, two dozen, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 
um <laughs> oh please sir just a dozen hard-boiled eggs yeah so i'm like <laughs> i can muster two Get back <laughs> that's all i got I was just baffled that that's like a kid's favorite snack is hard boiled eggs. Like of all I, the things, think think of what a simple time it was <laughs> when yes when mm-hmm. I'll get you whatever you want, kid. A dozen hard boiled eggs, sir, and that <laughs> probably felt like a huge ask. Yes, oh, Jesus, this kid wants a dozen eggs. Where can he even get a dozen eggs anymore? <laughs> dozen eggs. What home? a chicken? Yeah. What is this? Yeah, we'll get them too. A 19, uh, I'll close on this one, 1985 interview, May Clark. Um, she said of the guy who played uh, Dr. Franks, Colin Clive, he was the dearest, kindest uh, in, the re- in the meaning of the word kind man. He gave you importance. Uh, he was so wonderful, so clever. When he started acting in a scene, I wanted to stop and just watch. And I'd think, oh, here I am playing scenes with this marvelous actor. Uh, Mr. Whale would say, Colin's voice is like a pipe organ. I just oh. pull out all the stops and he produces the music. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that. Uh, she goes on to say that he was uh, electric. She was mesmerized with him so much so that uh, she hoped uh, that it didn't show on screen. Like anytime he looked like she got flush. <laughs> um, he had a wife back in England. I had a young man uh, as well. In fact, she was glad that her fiance was at the premiere that night. To be my good anchor against my stormy waves of fancy for Colin. Wow. Uh, he's the handsomest man I ever saw and also the saddest. His saddest was elusive. The sadness uh, you see if you contemplate many of the master painters, sculptors, conceptions of the face of Christ, the ultimate source oh. in my view of sadness. Jeez. She was in love with this man. Yeah. Yeah. Undoubtedly. <laughs> that's a, that's a yeah. really cool description. <laughs> So that's just uh, a couple quick facts. I mean, it's a, it's a nearly hundred year old movie, mm-hmm. so we don't need to go do, too deep in other stuff. But uh, I'm uh, over the next few weeks. I'm going to check out uh, a couple of the other uh, Universal nice. uh, movies to talk about there. No, it's uh, excited. As, as part of the almanac. I just I just recently watched all of these. I just finished like last week all of them. So it'll be nice to hear your your recaps of them. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever actually seen any of them. Really, you should. They're- well, at least like I say, like the first couple in each series are worth it. But after that, yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm going to watch uh, every single iteration. But uh, you know, the Frankenstein, Wolfman, Creature from Back, mm-hmm. Black Lagoon, Dracula, you know, those main ones there probably should be watched. Oh yeah, yeah, Frankenstein's great. That's like my second yeah. favorite of the the Universal monsters. I mean, I, I've probably seen that, but it's been so long. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like the you original know, one. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Right and Frankenstein. Yeah. All those were monster movie Saturday staples, right? With mm-hmm. uh, Sven Gulli. Uh, for those that know Sven Gulli. Yep. And, uh, nope. Another reference yeah. I know. I think it's a very <laughs> Chicago thing. Okay. But I could be wrong. Like, uh, like he, one of those like he was or whatever that shows mm-hmm. movies and riffs on them or whatever. Um, Sven Gulli, I think, started in Chicago, but now um, there's Son of Sven Gulli. And and he's more like syndicated everywhere because it'll show up down here as well. Yeah, because he was a Chicago guy, um, Dave Cos, and I don't know if he yeah. goes. I don't know if he still does it. Oh yeah, but, yeah, he yeah. It's I see commercials for it every now and then here. But on Saturday afternoons, it was it was Sven Gulli. I don't know if it's called Sven Gulli, but I just called Sven Gulli. 
and it was him. He he was like a Dracula in an upright coffin. Uh, mm-hmm. And they would show monster movies and like War of the Worlds and stuff like that, like old classics. Oh. And then the, they had like interstitial uh, sketches with like rubber chickens and stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was the kind of thing that was awesome. Yeah. I loved it as a kid. If I saw all those old monster movies there, like in uh, Creature of the Black Lagoon was always my favorite. Oh yeah, that one's good. Yeah, I've probably seen them all at some point in time, but it's been it's been quite a while. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Same. Yeah. We but, should take uh, a page out of Terry's almanac and maybe uh, watch them all. Oh, that'd be fun. Maybe a Patreon. Maybe. Mm. Oh, where we watch all of them simultaneously. We oh, have yes. seven seven <laughs> open windows on our laptops and yeah. watching <laughs> them all. <laughs> That would be fun. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. And then we stream it so everybody can hear all the audio and we're yeah. commentating over it. <laughs> Overlaid audio of seven movies would be amazing. We wouldn't get copyright striked because no, no, it's uncomprehensible. Nobody would know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. But that would be we with don't. our commentary over it as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So seven yeah. layers. We're all talking about different movies at different <laughs> yes. times. That sounds like a fun episode. Well, I think we should do that. Oh, well, we before probably we can do that, here you go. Yeah, close that book, Keith. The oh. Necronomic Necronomiconic Encyclopedia. Necronomic Whoa. Encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Pardon me, I got boogies in my nose. <laughs> it's been a very snot-filled week at my house. Got some bats in your belfry? Bats, and they're attacking my wife. Um, oh, no. <sighs> quick, up the stone stairs. Uh, however many there are, dude. I come on, you can't throw stuff like that out when I'm uh, I was taking a big drink of water. What the stone stairs thing, or attacking my wife, attacking my wife's thing? Yeah, Yeah. the greatest line of the terrible movie. I almost Uh, spit up all over the did you really? Oh, I feel like my night's complete. We should probably just stop recording now. Uh, up the stairs, uh, out the back door through the kitchen, say hi to the staff. What up, staff? Hello. And then we, <laughs> and that's how they sound. Hello, monsters. All right. Yeah. They're very low key, monotone. Good to see you again. Uh, we run out the back door down the walkway between the 13th and 15th step is a crack. Don't forget about the trip. Creaky eight out to the dock onto the boat where Captain Terry is going to take us three miles out into international water because we're going to dive deep, deep down to the gates of hell for another skooma. Yep, we're diving deep again, uh, and it wouldn't be a skooma if we didn't talk about somebody you've already talked about a hundred times. Joseph Pevney directed this episode. Oh, um, man. We have talked about him at nauseum. Uh, yes, we have. He, he did the last episode we did. We talked about uh, Come Back Little Googie. Mm. Oh, my God. That was the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. This guy's just his track record's not good at this point now mm-hmm. we still have five more episodes of his so yeah. you know we've we've really talked about this guy but i was looking him up i just decided to google his name instead of use imdb this time just to see you know what happened um and of course i found his obituary you should, <laughs> oh. should try you should try bing huh oh i should try bing yeah you're yeah, right. yeah oh yeah bing that pevney Mm-hmm. Bing, so that Pevney. Bing, Bing, that Pevney. Is that the new like hip dance these days? Yes, being the Pevney. I like that. Pevney. <laughs> and the Two Life Crews uh, reunion tour song is <laughs> Bing that Pevney. Uh, so I was just reading through this thing, and uh, it talks a bit about like his Star Trek uh, episodes that he directed. Apparently, he did a lot of like fan favorite ones. I've never actually seen the show, so I can't speak to how good his episodes actually were. But um, 
Yeah, it was, he was the director with the most episodes on that series, only tying with one other person. He did 14 episodes. So that's pretty good. Um, and they even got like George Takei to like a quote from him about how organized he was. He was an authoritarian hmm. director. He was super precise, but he's also very relaxed and he was jovial. And Takei said he really, really enjoyed working with the guy. So I thought that was kind of nice. You know, mm-hmm. we... We don't really get to hear a lot of nice things about these people. So, <laughs> sounds like he found he found he found his groove because uh, definitely wasn't the monsters. <laughs> yeah, the monsters were just practice. Yeah. I think the monsters came out before Star Trek. I don't know uh, the timeline. It works. It works. Just don't look into it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so we've also got some writers for this. We got Dick Conway, Joe Connolly, and Bob Mosher. Um, you know, it's the Beaver Squad. Uh, <laughs> the beaver squad joe conley bob mosher hey hon, well. i'm hitting the town with the beaver squad tonight uh don't uh-huh. wait up don't wait up hun yeah um <laughs> but uh yeah joe conley bob mosher they're both well known for creating leave it to beaver uh we've talked about them a million times already Dick Conway also has a pretty strong presence on the show. He has 72 writing credits on Leave it to Beaver, so not bad. Uh, He's also got plenty of credits left on the Munsters that we haven't talked about yet, so keep looking forward to seeing his name. Oh, nice. So I was digging through his stuff, as I do, uh, and I found he did a couple episodes of a show called McDuff, the Talking Dog. Oh, boy, that sounds great. Oh, yeah. It had 13 episodes. So, you know, it was a nice, compact series. Told all needed to tell and it was over. It's, um, but it's not McGruff. It's McDuff. It's McDuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, Still wears a trench coat. Keith, dubious. <laughs> Seems suspicious, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, so I was trying to figure out what the premise of the show was. Um, I kind of assumed it was just like a, a classic, you know, guy and he has a dog who happens to talk. But it seems like it's a little bit more complicated. I found it. The only description it has on IMDb is a user submitted one. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to read what RCS0411 put on IMDb for you. Uh, Calvin Campbell is a veterinarian who is also the parent to his sister, Kimmy. Now, Calvin, though not very bright and confident, is very nice. Now, Amos Ferguson, his neighbor, wants to buy the property, but Calvin refuses. So Ferguson is always coming up with a new scheme to get Calvin to sell, and he almost succeeds. But fortunately for McDuff, a ghost dog who apparently has been watching Calvin's family for generations is there to thwart Ferguson. McDuff is also a talking dog, (laughs) but everyone thinks something's wrong with Calvin because they always walk in on him talking to himself because McDuff only reveals himself to Calvin. There you go. Oh, so he's an invisible talking dog. He's well, like so that's... <laughs> yeah. That's what's weird. So apparently he's not uh, just a talking dog. He's also a ghost dog. Um, so he's been mm. watching over Calvin's family for generations. I wasn't really sure. Like I was like, that just seems like a weird description. So I looked it up on YouTube and I found the intro and yeah, that actually confirms exactly what that guy said. Uh, it starts with a music, <laughs> a musical number that explains everything about the premise. Oh, uh, it's sung by the main actor, I think, and I think it's also sung by the guy who voices McDuff. Uh, and McDuff does indeed confirm he is half dog and half ghost. He can also speak words of the birds and the beasts. Um, so I guess maybe he helps Calvin with his veterinarian work. I don't really know. The, the He's opening half dog, half ghost. Wouldn't he be <laughs> all ghost? 
I mean, you can still be all dog, like 100%. Like, yeah, he's half and half, you know. Just, uh, was a ghost, mom was a dog, you know. It's weird. Uh, it's a very out of tune song. <laughs> Duff doesn't really sing, he kind of just talks over it in the, temp- in the tempo of the song. So, yeah, anyways, that's that's a fun little thing I found, I guess. Uh, we've got some guest stars on here. We've got the Standells as themselves, which is a band. Okay, so and they were real. They were a real band. Yeah, yeah I had a look. Idea. I looked that up as well because I, I, I'm like honestly, I'm like I have no, I've never heard of these guys ever. <laughs> Same. Yes. I assume they just made them up, and then That's no, they, they were a legit band. I was very shocked to see that because I was, I'm, I'm sitting there going like the Standells. Yeah. I know, but, yeah. Uh, maybe because it's such a dumb name, that's why nobody remembers them. But <laughs> uh, this, seemed, got... this seemed like a big promo episode for them. I don't want to get it did, yeah. All right, but this was like a big like thing that was supposed to maybe like help them more than help the monsters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the Standells manager was also mm-hmm. like the executive producer of the monsters. Mm-hmm. Seemed like yeah. an ulterior motive to this episode for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was very weird. Uh, but we've also got Zalman King as bearded man. So let's not forget about him. <laughs> um, <laughs> which one? There's two. <laughs> I, I don't actually know which one he is. I think he's the guy who lets them in with the oh, big probably. beard. But then again, uh, there's a bearded man later who has a pretty big showcase. Yeah, you know? no. Um, I think he's the guy who they're constantly like, like is like standing over by them and everything. Yeah, and it, yeah the guy who let them in and walked around. That's because the other guy is, I think, listed as hipster. Oh, oh that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, there is one um, guy who I mm-hmm. wish we had info on, and he's amazing. We'll talk about him. Ooh, we'll okay. So we'll talk about the Standells a little bit. Uh, they're a rock band that formed in 1962. Um, I, I guess they're kind of known as like a pre-punk band. Uh, they influenced a lot of like mm-hmm. later on punk bands like the Sex Pistols and the Ramones, apparently. Really? Yeah, that's, that's what Wikipedia said. Mm. <laughs> um, the name Standells was inspired from them having to stand around booking agents offices trying to get work uh so i guess kind of <laughs> they used to be called the sit-tails yes <laughs> the sit you guys are just standing around you should call the stand yeah there you go um i think their most well-known song is something called dirty water uh it's actually i guess a boston anthem that's uh, played after every boston red sox and boston bruins win so really it, they are well known, I guess, in some circles, in the Boston circles. It was also number eleven on the Billboard charts when it first came out. So, yeah, they're yeah. they're actually not too bad. I I enjoyed the song "Dirty Water," and I I listened to a song called "Barracuda," pretty good. No relation to that other Barracuda song, oh. the bam, but the bam, but the bam, but the bam. you know, yes. I was hoping that was a cover of theirs, but nah, no relations, unfortunately. Barracuda. That is a great song. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, another fun fact uh, is that the founding member, member Larry Tamblin, who is the singer and keyboardist, is related to an actor named Russ Tamblin. Um, Russ Tamblin, he's more well known for his role in uh, West Side Story back in 1961. But I know Russ Tamblin from a movie called War of the Gargantuas. Um, if you ever heard of it, it's a Japanese-American co-production with these giant monsters. Uh, they're about twin monsters that end up fighting each other. Because one wants to eat humans and the other one likes people. So, you know, Ooh. it's the classic uh, <laughs> struggle. <laughs> I eat humans. It's a classic brother versus brother mm-hmm. reasonings. Yeah. Cain yeah. Yeah, versus Abel, you know, yeah. 
Kane versus uh, Sable. Very much like that. That's what I was thinking too. Um, Russ, he plays an American scientist who's uh, helping study the creatures. Um, and I forgot to mention these monsters are both Frankensteins. Oh, so it, it should be. It is tangentially related to monsters. It's a loose sequel to another Japanese American movie called Frankenstein Conquers the World. Oh, um, and that's about <laughs> uh, they find Frankenstein's monster in a weird cave and he's been like affected by nuclear relate radiation or something. Oh, my gosh. He, he ends up getting really big. He like slowly starts growing. They put him in like a jail cell at first and he gets so big he like pops out. Um, and he, of course, he ends up fighting another monster called Baragon. Um, oh, <laughs> I keep getting bigger. Baragon. <laughs> Um, so I guess the creatures from more of the gargantuas are like offshoots of him, or I think one of them might be the Frankenstein from the first. They look totally different from movie to movie, so it's hard to tell oh, man. what they're going for. Like the first one, he looks like a Frankenstein's monster, pretty much just really big. And the second one, they're like big for fuzzy apes. So I don't know. Um, but all that is to say is that uh, I hope that we have a episode of the monsters where Herman gets radiated and turns into a big monster. I can only hope, man. <laughs> Maybe he that's had an episode where he's near uranium. So you're right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So that that that'll be the, that's my new prediction for the next twelve hmm. episodes. Um, the mm-hmm. final episode, Herman gets big and he has a kaiju battle with Grandpa. What if he's slowly <laughs> getting bigger and bigger over the next twelve episodes? Oh, it's only yes. noticeable if you like skip episodes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think you're right. Like, Herman's head's scrape at the ceiling right now. That's weird. <laughs> An episode after that, his head's like like punched through the ceiling and he's walking he around he's through it. Sit the outside because he's as tall as the house in time. I mean, he, I mean, he has a brother he could fight with. I mean, Charlie. Oh, you're he right. And Charlie sure. definitely eats people. Yeah. So <laughs> Charlie does eat people. <laughs> Uh, we've also got, uh, yeah, not to get too off the rail of the uh, the standells. Um, we've also got Zalman King, the bearded man. Um, he's done it all. He's got 41 acting credits from 1964 to 2007, but he also has a bunch of directing credits and producing credits. He was in all 25 episodes of a show called The Young Lawyers, which is about young lawyers who help out people in need. <laughs> huh. I love when a show tells you exactly what it is. It's like a learning channel shows. Yeah, I was really hoping it'd be something like, you know, something a little different. Like it yeah. going to lead you down a different path there, but like, I guess, I guess not. Yeah. I was kind of hoping, yeah, like an old retired lawyer having to get back in the game. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Uh, but according to IMDb, one of the things he's most well known for is something called galaxy of terror. Uh, he plays a guy named Balion, I think. I don't know mm. who that is. I watched the trailer. I was still, I didn't see anybody named Balion. They didn't make <laughs> that clear. Um, the poster has some crazy art, but it doesn't really match the trailer at all. Uh, they, it's like the villain is like a creature that becomes your deepest fears, I guess. Uh, there's two versions of the trailer on IMDb. One makes it sound like astronauts get trapped in some sort of hell-like plane of existence, and they have to fight off some sort of space demons and bugs. So I guess that, that sounds like my deepest fears. So that seems about right. Uh, and it basically <laughs> what we have, uh, it's basically kind of like what we do in the skooma. So, I mean, <laughs> I think maybe it's a little too, uh, it's a little too real for me. So we should probably start heading up. Let's all have, um, so let's just slowly, you know, let's you get our bearings. starting to head up now. Cause holy oh. shit. Also, uh, the other guy you guys were referencing uh, before is uh, Kelton Garwood, and he's, um, I think I call him the hippie. He's actually referred to as the hermit. 
Uh-huh. He's the hermit. Yeah, that's, that's not who I was talking about. Mm. But we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> I'm already on the beach roasting oh. a weenie on a fire. Oh, the fire's already starting to go out. You guys are no. Slow. Did you at least <laughs> save us a couple weenies? Hell no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can cook your own yeah. if you want. I'm gonna come up here and be hungry. I don't know. I'll have yeah, energy to discuss this. Yeah. The the reemergence from the skooma is one of the most like hunger inducing experiences you can have. <laughs> well, it's probably um, because you're you're swimming at like 50 miles an hour. That's true. The I swim way faster yeah. than anybody should. Uh, I mean, it. Okay, the term weenie is a little weird mm-hmm. for it, uh, but it's still better than. Do you guys ever hear hot dogs called glizzies? Yeah. No. And I don't understand why. And I don't need to get too deep into it. I just, I, you said weenie and it made me laugh. And I'm like, now they call them glizzies and it doesn't make me laugh. It just makes me wonder what the fuck people are talking about. Yeah. It's, I is that a new thing? Glizzies? Thing. Yeah. Hmm. I bet you if you went on to uh, Urban Dictionary and typed in glizzy, you'd probably get the. Mm. A, re- a response that maybe you were expecting. I don't know. Either yeah. way, I'm on the beach. <laughs> yeah. We had hot dogs a couple weeks ago, and my son was like, "Ooh, awesome! We have some glizzies." Oh, and I was like, "Oh boy, yeah." Nope. Well, let's mm. let's do some real fast. Urban. Yeah, we dictionary. should be careful. We're saying this willy nilly. I'm worried. It feels wrong in my tongue. Mm. I've I, heard the term I, glizzy, and it's never about a hot dog. Oh, I, I looked it up and it was and, and people had referenced hot dogs only. I did not go to Urban Dictionary, though. Yeah. Let's see. Glizzy, <clears throat> a hot dog. Glizzy gobbler, a person who completely devout, dominates hot dogs during consumption. <laughs> a glizzy gladiator, one who exemplifies the gobbling of glizzy to a gigantic <laughs> degree. <laughs> wow. Well, it's not sexual at all, apparently. That's great. Oh, no. but right. the people I heard term used for people who are whose fingers are usually large, glizzy, uh, a glizzy, well, that's a frozen cock, a glizzy <laughs> girl, if you search word basic. Well, I don't know. Well, all right. Well, is this a new segment oh, that we're going to do? It is. The Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Keith's kids bring home a phrase. We look it up. Yes. Next yeah. week, they want to know what a Saskatchewan snowstorm is. I, I don't even want to look that up. I already closed the tab. That's right. Phew, There's no way to know. No way to ever find out that mm-hmm. no one will ever tell me. Uh, here we are, gentlemen. Season one, episode 26, Far Out Munster. Original air date, March 17th, 1965. It says here in TV Guide, a visiting rock and roll group attempts to rent the Munster's house for privacy. Gets a hmm, lofty 7.5 on IMDb. Before we even get into it, this is one of the most hollow episodes they've had <laughs> in this entire mm-hmm. run so far. Yeah, it 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 does it just doesn't make sense. Well, it's just really yeah. vapid. Let's like, rock. It, it, I was <laughs> laughing at how ridiculous some of the stuff I was seeing was, not because it was supposed to be a joke, but I was just like, I can't believe they're doing this. Like I know. It's it ridiculous. Was, it was amazing. So we open. Munsters relaxing living room after supper. Whoa, maybe we won't see the Munsters eat this episode because they're in a post post uh, consumption. They're having post consumption cigarettes around the living room. <laughs> Herman's had a rough day at the parlor. People going in and out all day. Herman is going to make some popcorn. He's pouring into a cast iron skillet. Eddie 
is walking spot and there's a cool spot shadow on the wall. Oh yeah. And then Eddie comes in. Gee pops. I got this new record. I want to play it. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> all right, you know, whatever. There's a, there's a, a phonograph there in the corner. I never noticed before. Grandpa loves new music. Cause back in the old country, he used to haunt the opera house both <laughs> night and day. I love that line. That was pretty yes. funny. Yeah. <laughs> so Eddie, throws on his record and plays it and it's a very timid 60 styles party rock and roll come yep. on and do the swim come on and do the bird or what the fuck ever it's just yeah. like something it, like that yeah it's just it's nonsense it's but, no camp town races that's true. no it is not camp town races and because it's not camp town races all the monsters have totally reasonable reactions herman <laughs> herman pops popcorn in his hand somehow he yes. growls and jumps away. Grandpa swallows his cigar. Uh, <laughs> yes. The phonograph smokes. Uh, Herman pounds on the couch and a bunch of shit comes out of it. Grandpa has smoke coming out of his ears. It's like, yes. this is such an unreasonable reaction to this record. I get, I get that. I get that. Like they're standing right there, right in front of the phonograph. So it's a little bit loud. But like Herman's trying to tell him to turn it off and he, and, and, nobody can hear him so he walks yeah. over and just starts hitting the couch over and over again until eddie finally turns it off i'm like I, you're standing right next to him you can still yeah. hear the person say don't need to throw the fit yeah i yeah, especially well, herman's yeah. lungs we know he's loud yes. he laughs Boy, if if mm. herman only had a way to like make a super loud noise oh yeah oh. like he's never <laughs> done that before so he could yeah. get everyone's attention so mm-hmm. if only Herman had a way to make a record float up off the record player and like crash someplace else yeah <laughs> could do that but he doesn't he just pounds on the couch and he's like he's like cut it cut it or something like that Cameron says uh, but Herman not having the rock music and he's like but they're the standells all the kids <laughs> at schools are not are, are, all the kids at school are nuts about them they're coming, it. Town. <laughs> They're coming to town for a concert. Mm-hmm. Eddie would do anything oh, to meet them face to face. And so this right here is the lob, right? I'd do anything to meet him face to face. And the grandpa says, well, we can be thankful that will never <laughs> happen. Ooh, spin mm. cut too. And I wrote down spin cut because my call. Like, oh, here's an episode with all kinds of crazy transitions. Spin cut too. The Standells, I assume, because I have no idea who they are. <laughs> yep. That's Arguing them. with their manager about arrangements in this little town. Yeah, we're going to get eight grand, but, you know, we can't wreck a hotel. So no hotels. They wreck mansions. And then he says, I know. One of them says, I don't know. They're Standell three. <laughs> <laughs> you should get us a place on the outskirts that we can't do any harm. Like f- idea brought up on the spot. Manager's like, I'll consider it. I got a real estate agent looking into it, and uh, they spotted a place. Like, so <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. understand, <laughs> but it's okay. Did they, didn't he say like they did that one other time? And it worked out well for them or something. Like, no, I thought they referenced that they did it once before. They rented a mansion once, and then they ruined it. The hotel. They have two thousand fans sitting there waiting for them. I don't know. <clears throat> These are the standells. They're and they do not stuff. look like big party guys. No. They look pretty lame in all yeah, honesty. I mean, <laughs> and I'm yeah. shit game recognized game. I'm lame as hell. 
<laughs> so <laughs> wow. the manager's like, uh, I got a real estate agent looking into it. He found mm-hmm. a spot. Guess what the address is, boys? 1313 Mockingbird Lane. Oh, my God. Hell yeah. <laughs> of all the places in all of Mockingbird Heights, that's the one they find. Well, who lives there anyways? I wonder. Hmm. I don't know, but he's going to go out there and strike a deal. And yeah. uh, so it's owned by yeah. some guy named Munster. Yeah. Mm, interesting. And another guy's like, when they find out what we're willing to pay, they'll fall over dead. Oh, if only they knew. <laughs> if only these Standells oh, understood. God. This was and, like the first sign. I was like, oh, these Standells, maybe not the best actors I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and then from there, we get the banger. And then we come back to. Oh, you know what? I noticed something in the banger. This oh, <laughs> it's a. Uh, so, you know, when grandpa shows up to give the old bite on Lily, uh, mm-hmm. his cloak is really shiny. <laughs> it is it is very shiny i never noticed that until now but man yeah it's uh yeah i can practically see my reflection in that thing. i think it's awesome that we've seen the bangers so often that we're picking out things we got <laughs> still got 12 more episodes after this to find little things mm-hmm. we found the the tuba now a shiny cloak you would be interesting i mean i guess this is because i've Again, I have no who, clue who the Standells. This could be the reason that their career fell apart was because they showed up on the Munsters. I don't know. Um, it could be. But it would have been interesting to, and I think like in a more modern day setting, they probably would have done something like, oh, the Standells are on. And then they would have done the Standells doing the Munster theme. Oh, oh that would be like, fun. Playing yeah. that. Because like I, I, could, I could see that happening on like a show now where like if you're going to have like a special guest on, they they suddenly just do like a quick like version of the uh, of a theme song it seems like something probably more modern actually you know not even modern i think like a 90s 90s tv shows probably would have pulled that off all the time i'm gonna be real honest it may have been a stretch for the standells to play anything <laughs> <laughs> and that's just from watching this episode i don't know anything <laughs> about it, but yeah well we'll get plenty of chances to really understand their musical style so yes we will banger shiny cloak Yep. Tuba, cut back. Marilyn is talking to Mr. Murdoch, Murdoch, and he's turning him down. House isn't for rent. Get lost, old man. Herman <laughs> and Lily are out, and Grandpa's in the attic. Oh, is he doing work? Like, I, is he doing work? Like, they have to have this conversation for some reason. Is he yeah. working in the attic? No, he just oh. likes to hang out. Does, yeah, does it really matter what he's doing up there? Like, do you really care about the old grandpa who lives yeah, with them? No yeah. We need oh, to have this conversation because they have to fill time. Oh, God. <laughs> the, and what's well, we'll get there. It's the offer $500. Well, no. You got to tell them $1,500 for the weekend. I'm like, that's that's pretty good money now. Yeah, like, that's not yeah. bad. If they somebody came to my house and was like, listen, we'll give you 1500 bucks for the weekend. You put you in a hotel. I'd be like, bet. I'd be, yeah. <laughs> I'd be packed yeah. in a second. Packed, tell. I'll just buy some new clothes in town. Yeah, yeah, fifty. Yeah, be like pretty woman go. going out oh, there yeah. on the. <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> I'm gonna start a whole new life. I'm never coming back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Marilyn says they're real touchy about strangers, and all the years she can't recall eight or nine people getting past the front door. Well, and I've seen at least eight or nine people so far this season. So. I know we've seen plenty, plenty more than eight or nine. Most of them, her boyfriends who come in and hustle back out. Hell yeah. So she closes the door. Dude walks off. Even my boys couldn't hurt this dump. 
<laughs> Fade to what we opened up with the dinner table, and they're talking, and Herman's like, God damn it, we're gonna do this. <laughs> and uh, only if that's okay with you, Pussycat. Which right, you know. That was another one of those actually. Yeah. Another one of those Herman, I'm the big man. Yep. Uh, but I oh I was groaning when he was like, I'm his head of household, so it's my decision. But then I kind of laughed when Lily was like glaring at him. I was like, all right, Mm -hmm. fair enough. Yeah. And I mean he's they don't do that one every episode, but they I mean, even like in some of the earliest ones that they've done, it that's a reoccurring thing all the time. It is. Yeah. It's like his weird thing. You almost want like Marilyn or Marilyn's always too nice, but probably just grab his own. It could be an ass to do it. Be like, just Lily's going to tell us whether it's okay or not. All right, Herman, yeah. you don't have to do this anymore. Now, here's what's wild. This scene happens. They're cooking through the episode because the next they fade to the monsters leaving. Normally, yeah. a, mon- a monsters episode, they'd have a negotiation. We decide a contract. We'd have to go back and forth, get it notarized, whatever. Right? Nope. Mm-hmm. We're already cutting to them leaving. Like, wow. We, we skipped like <laughs> at least four hours worth of time. We'd have to watch it all. Yeah. Munster's leaving. Herman puts the key under the mat. He doesn't want any burglars getting in. And then grandpa's like, well, explain to me, genius, the, how, how are our guests supposed to get in? And they hangs up a sign that says key under mat on the front door, which I found it made me chuckle. But I'm like, yeah. oh, that's that's really I- dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's I. I couldn't chuckle at that one. Oh, really? Wow. No, I, that was just that was too stupid. Yeah, it, wow. it, well, you know, it wasn't like hurting anybody. Stupid, you know, it was a painful. I, stupid. Yeah. I think the funny part is, so he reaches in the pocket, he pulls out the key, puts it under there, yeah, and then he reaches back into the pocket and pulls out the little sign. <laughs> yes, so that's that's probably the funny, the visual of of him having that like ready to go all all of a yeah. sudden. Well, and then if that one talking, didn't get you, then I think there's next to uh, this next totally one. Will you. I was talking about how they're cooking through this episode? Well, we got to take a break here to mention the lawn. Marilyn's like, Well, I hope they don't ruin the yard. And I was like, Oh, it took us so long to get us like this, get like this. So Herman pulls out another sign <laughs> stay off weeds. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I get you, Keith. Yeah. No, 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 and then. Not, not as much as the other two. I guess. We need one more speed bump for this speedy episode. Eddie's like, oh, I didn't say goodbye to Spot. So he runs over <laughs> to the manhole cover. Herman lifts up the manhole cover. Goodbye, Spot. Flames come out of the manhole. I actually, uh, I like that because now it gives me like, I'm how far out do like the tunnels under their house go? Or is this something Spot is No, dug Spot lives in the sewers from now on. That's how I get it. Yeah, those stairs in like the middle of the like yeah, like those secret hatch just leads straight down into the sewers, I guess. Yeah. So well, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, he's able to get, you know, he's got like a whole little pathway out to the the sewers yeah. and then back into the house. Uh, he also you can cold. see him walking. You can see him walking around a little bit other places with um when we see a shadow yeah. and stuff like that. But I thought that was interesting that like you know they can go all the way. You know, it's not like it's like a perfectly in front of their house it's it's over a little bit and it's still mm-hmm. lift up and, he, and he's right there enough to like shoot fire up out of it and everything yeah yeah we, and we've been getting a lot of spot lately like they've really been showing him off like every episode it feels like which yep. i like it's kind of nice i guess yeah and yeah i think i've got a theory on why they're all broke now and that clip you showed uh that says they got him a new toy that was like some sort of a, foreign a european sports car. sports car yes yeah so if that's what they're using to get toys like 
no wonder they're broke. I mean, it they're buying a new no car. Sense. Yeah. But it's so remarkable. They have to do all these little speed bumps. Well, now Spot has free reign of the city, don't you think? That, that's what I'm thinking. Is like he there's a he's got access to like wherever he wants, wherever to, he wants go. to go. Yeah. I mean, you know, you hear those like rumors about oh in, in Australia that the, there's a like an alligator climbing out of your toilet. Well, mm-hmm. you gotta be careful in Munsterville because spot might drag be. it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if you go way back to whatever episode that was, 25 feet below the earth, when those people were in the sewer, they're looking they didn't get eaten by spot. Mm, yeah, you know what? You're right. They they were risking their lives going down there trying to. Yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. I think anyone that goes in the sewer is risking life. And oh, yeah. When they were talking, were they talking to Spot? When they said, I. Yes, I was going to say that. Is Spot, oh. can he speak? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> what if that was Spot? I remember I when they was. opened the sewer and all the all the water came out? Yeah. What yeah. if that was Spot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was. This is interesting. He's He's got more of a personality than I thought. He follows them around in case they ever really get into trouble, and then they just yeah. call him. And he he comes up right out the sewer systems. I think it's safe to say that any sewer activity or interaction is spot. Yep, I think that's yeah. That I mean, that's pretty much canon now. I think they've yes. confirmed it. Agreed. So here we go. They do all the little speed bumps. The monsters drive off. But then a convertible is up with the standells. Then. The monsters pull up to the Winston Hotel. Doormen are aghast. <laughs> Since you know, when... in, in between, though, Herman never checked his rearview mirror to see the convertible pulling nope. up right behind him. <laughs> There's a weird cut in there, though, too. So, I'm Did you see how lives. Grandpa was sitting in his chair? Straight. He yeah, looked uncomfortable. He <laughs> very he uncomfortable. Like planking. He was planking. Yes, it was very strange. Which made me believe... It wasn't Grandpa. What if it was a dummy? <laughs> the life-size replica of Al Lewis? <laughs> well, listen. If I make the Munsters in the 60s, yeah. it is to my benefit to have a life-size replica of Al <laughs> Lewis available at all times. True. You never know. Yeah, he's probably you know he's probably a little difficult sometimes on set. And he's yeah. like, I'm not doing this scene. I'm not climbing into that car. Like, I'm not getting right. that car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, got some, I got some nails to go eat. <laughs> he just threw that dummy up there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because it is stiff as a board. Yeah. And, uh, wild. Does not sit in the chair. <laughs> it's like leans back. Like, I don't think I could sit that way for like. No, no it, one like, can. Like for like 10 seconds. I think I would fall over. I don't know how he did that. He's old. Like no he's... human or Dracula can do that. It, That's why it's, it just seemed it seemed very like you could tell he looked uncomfortable and awkward. And I, I just remember sitting there looking at being like, man, why does he adjust himself? Do you ever notice how life-size replicas look? <laughs> Uncomfortable. <laughs> they always do. Yeah, you're on something. I'm telling you. All right. So the the monster that was the first thing I noticed too in that car. I'm like, why doesn't he sit? <laughs> yes. The seat's right there by your butt. Just put it down. Oh well. He doesn't know how to sit. He's always hanging upside down. He's never yes. actually, you know. Monsters pull up to the Winston Hotel. Doormen are like, oh. When does the more give carb curb service? Herman tells them all to go check in and I'll park the car. Grandpa wants to go with because it's an underground garage and he might see some friends. That's a that's a terrible joke. Yes, because an underground garage is clearly where corpses are. I don't understand. Or some dude he's looking to meet up with. Yeah, who knows? (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, I think that's it. Herman's like, no, no, son. You go with the girls. There's some uh, fresh traveling salesmen around here. (laughs) (sighs) The bellhop is having problems with Eddie's bag because you know what? It's got Herman's extra pair of shoes in it. Yeah, and Eddie, I guess he's inherited his dad's strength. He's strong. He can. Uh, Yeah, Eddie has no problems. Bellhop, the man who does nothing but lift bags all day, cannot lift this one. Oh, well. Cut to the Standells in the Munster's home. Reminds them of a converted car barn they played in in San Francisco, which got a laugh. So hilarious. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. Igor flies overhead. <laughs> Igor's still there. That cracks me up. That Igor he's is squeaking <laughs> and, and he's swooping. And they're like, what's that? It's clearly a fucking bat. You know, <laughs> shit. He's probably going very, like, he's very large Igor's one. freaking out. He doesn't know who these people are. Nobody discussed yeah. this with Igor. Sure ain't no swallow of Capistrano. Oh, oh God. my God. I oh, I wanted to walk off a plank after hearing that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> right into the jaws of the spot, I guess. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, room. I was getting uh, very uh, Monster vs. Madness vibes here. Like <laughs> oh, the they, house they, party. Yeah. Yeah. The oh, house yeah. party. Oh, I know. I was, I was waiting like, oh, to see man. if uh, what's his face with a Skittles head. Marshawn. Yeah. Marshawn. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad because I think the Munsters are very lucky that this bat didn't get just brutally like smushed or murdered or like yep. got called a pest control on because they did not warn the family or like the, the band about these. Uh, yeah, this like rodent flying around. Well, the Munsters are all lucky that the bat didn't just kill him. Oh, that's true. I'm sure yeah. Igor has a murder streak in him and he could have just finished him off. Oh, yeah. So anyway, they're investigating the living room. Oh, they play the organ. But shit comes out as the organ does. You could see the notes while you play them. And then they say this, and I hated this so much. Dig this lopsided guitar. Like they don't know what a harp is. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Dumbasses. Everybody knows what a harp yeah. is. What a bunch of idiots. I, yeah, I've lost all respect for these guys. That was hey, well, dumb. Th- this again leads you to think that like that they had made up a band for this because a bunch <laughs> of idiots who don't know anything. Yes. That's why it's like oh, these people are dumb. They it's almost like, it's almost like they're like, all right, we're just gonna have the standells come into set. We have the living room set up. Just have them walk around and like make up their own lines. <laughs> like, oh, uh, look at yeah. this uh, sideways guitar. Dig uh. this lopsided guitar, and they walk over and play a note, and then he says something. I wish I wrote it down. He's like. Oh, it's like groovy or crunky something, yeah. or something like yeah. that. <laughs> like that's yeah. crunk, but it wasn't crunk. It was something else. <laughs> they decided this calls for a party. He slaps the chair. Some shit blows out. Let's call us some playmates. I'm like, oh, hmm. cut to monsters <laughs> entering their swank hotel room. And it is swank. And this is definitely anti. It's the antithesis of monsterism. No, they're miserable. Yeah, oh, I know. They they are unsure. Lily especially is unsure what to do as soon as they walk in. Yeah, Grandpa comes in and it's like, "What's this on the wall? Oh, it's the air conditioner. We'll turn on. The air is really fresh in here. It's Ugh. too fresh." Eddie, with a line, well, this line number two of the episode, he wants to go out and walk on the round <laughs> ledge. I love that. It's like <laughs> yes. so weird, but okay. <laughs> Lily's like, "No, no, 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 no! You might fall and hurt somebody." Fair enough. Okay, oh, now hold on. So. <sighs> The 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 harp being a lopsided guitar, and we all uh-huh. like, what? Is it seem weird that Grandpa doesn't know what an air conditioner is? Uh, yeah, a little bit. 
I mean, not as bad as the harp thing, because I guess, you know, the monsters, you know, maybe they don't run the AC all the time in their house. And it's, you know, what, you know big, big place, maybe wherever grandpa's hanging out, he doesn't have a lot of access to or never sees the thermostat. I just thought that was really weird. Like, huh? what's this? Grandpa what, stays man? in a dungeon most times, I think, where it's, yeah. it's probably cool and damp. Don't need mm-hmm. AC down there. Mm-hmm. He probably has like a cooling rack where those old school, like, yeah, you pour some water in it. The humidity oh, it's a comes big out. block of dry ice. And yes. Mm-hmm. And a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't think if that's if that seemed odd that like, was that something he should have not been surprised about what it was? I guess that I was know. a groaner. I thought, yeah, it's like, that's yeah. just. Uh, yeah. So Eddie wants to go on the ledge. Lily says no. Lily tells him to get ready for bed. I'm like, weird. It's like the uh, middle of the day as far as I could tell. Yeah. yeah. Then Lily complains there's no dust. And at these prices, Ugh. the bell hops over there. What uh, prices? They're not paying for it. I know. It doesn't matter to them. The bellhop wants a tip. Marilyn's like, oh, you got Grease's palm. Mm. So Grandpa walks over, does like some sort of magic poof of smoke and uh, makes a big pile of grease appear in his palm. So gross. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Extremely and that dude was nasty. like. What, 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 what? I got a handful of grease, and he turns, and Herman walks in. The, he doesn't freak out at Herman, though. He just leaves. He's like, I'm out mm-hmm. of here. What took Herman so long? Well, the hotel's got some labor problems. As soon as I pulled in, the attendant quit. Mm. Oh, oh, God. We've heard this all before. I this know. Is... Just yeah. rehash jokes. Eddie can't sleep in the creepy bed. He wants to sleep in the dresser. At least there's <laughs> handles. It's okay. That's an okay joke. I like Lily that. wishes they were back at their own home having a quiet evening. Like they've been there for what? 10 minutes? So they're already freaked out. They're, they, they all look concerned. It, oh God, I love staying in hotels. I, know. I haven't got to travel anywhere in a while for work. Those are the best. I mean, they put you up in a pretty decent place for work. Yeah. And and just getting there and chilling out. And I'm like, you know, 10 different pillows to pick from and yeah, adjusting the AC to be very low. So, oh, yeah, pillows. yeah, uh, I know pitch, the like pitch 40. black. Yeah, the, <laughs> as low as it'll go. The windows all with the pitch black. It's it's fantastic. And they're just like, oh, yeah, and no this dust. is a very this nice a, hotel. Yeah. It's nicer than my house. There's <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of rooms, space. Mm-hmm. And it, and the scene goes on forever too. She's like, oh, oh come on, like we get this. We've heard this. It's the same th- thing every time they go out somewhere. It's like, oh, where's all the dust? Oh, it's yeah. so horrible. It's like you've been to other places in your life. You know that nobody <laughs> else lives that way. Like I, don't. I know. <laughs> and and I will I will say that like in our uh, ideas of like watching this show, and I was like, oh, we're gonna see like their weird interactions and like. This the stuff like oh it's gloomy is good and if it's raining it's nice. Never once did I think that dusty rooms was going to be an issue. Yeah, yeah, it's just it is whack. The whole scene was bad. Cut to a bunch of people walking into the monster's house. <laughs> a bunch. It felt yeah. like hundreds. The yeah, there's st- a parade of people. Yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. The Standells are having a party. Cut to yeah. The... Oh, go ahead. No, that's, you're just, that's right. Yeah, that's like a very unnecessary scene that we just saw of people <laughs> yep. coming in and then cutting right back to the same thing we saw earlier. Cut oh, right back to the monsters. They're packing <laughs> up to go home. Lily was hoping to spend an enjoyable weekend away from home, 
but nothing has worked out. I mean, shit, they gave it a whole 15 minutes and it's yeah. clearly a wasted effort. Where do you, where do you think they do go for like an, a weekend out? Cause like, I well, can't there think was of that one prison island they went to for the yeah, last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beyond yeah. that, I don't know. Herman Mot- will Mot- only Mot- have six. fun at home from now on. Oh, that's true. They would like it more like, yeah. That guy could have saved a lot of money just getting them a really, really cheap hotel. I think they yeah. would like that a lot better. Mm-hmm. One where you one where you could you could cut through the walls with a with a knife pretty easily. Yeah, oh, super thin boy. walls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super yeah. thin walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check out the Patreon people. <laughs> cut through with the <laughs> With the, I don't even know group. what you're referencing. That sounds like something in a wholly different universe. Than yeah, that, that doesn't mm-hmm. sound like something mm-hmm. we would say. Um, so they get there. Well, he's like, we gotta get GTFO, and Herman's like, what about the lease we signed? Lily's like, Lily does not give a shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, we'll just ask him to leave. We you have can't that do power. That. You can't do that. No. Oh. Herman's like, I'm with you all the way, hundred uh, percent. You're my boo, ride or die. <laughs> but, oh, God, I wish you would say that. That'd be great. Can, can you do all the talking? I like that. Marilyn, get Grandpa. We're leaving. So Marilyn goes over, opens the closet. Grandpa's hanging upside down in it. And he's like, yeah. I'll be right with you. Grandpa's perfectly happy. He's just yeah. hanging out in the closet. That's all he needs to do. Hang upside down. I'll be right with you. And that's where we get the commercial break. And then we come back. Monsters pull up to their house. Look at all the cars, and it's all lit up. Well, it gives it an eerie look, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. There's music in the background. Must be the Standells music. But we don't know it's the Standells yet. At least the monsters don't. These people are that are renting are having a party. Lily, not having it one bit. <laughs> Herman, the sensible reaction is like, we should probably go back to the hotel yes you can't come back you signed the we've thing. rented this house to them for the weekend we said it's just, theirs just they, find a, a beat up rundown hotel and just they'll still pay you for it in fact if it's cheaper i'm sure they'll be nicer to cover like whatever the cheap howard johnson is compared to whatever swanky when they put them here's up the thing they gave they gave us the 2022 equivalent of thirteen thousand dollars for, <laughs> <laughs> right. for this weekend, we can't just go back in. Lily plus, says, plus other expenses, plus other expenses, plus that hotel. Oh, okay. That hotel's so, like a thousand dollars a night. Yeah, so if it's Friday night and Saturday night, I'm sure they got some uh, some other uh, stipends for for eating and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, this is like thirty thousand dollar weekend yeah. for them. Jesus, and <laughs> let's just go bust up the party. But Lily says, nah, you dipshit. Go, you go up there right now and you tell them you're the head of the house and you demand that they leave. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, God. Lily always throws it back in his face when she gets the opportunity, doesn't she? Yes, yes. Which is good. That's probably a good thing to do. Yes. So all Herman gets the door, but all the monsters are with him. all the monsters mm-hmm. at the door. Herman knocks, bearded dude answers the door, and he's like, Come on in. It, this I like this. Some cats from LA just blew in. <laughs> they don't give the monsters two thoughts. No, it's like, yeah, no. all right, you're some weirdos. Come on in. <laughs> They're happy to have this them. whole like house this. is full of weirdos. Mm-hmm. 
the monsters go and they even say that like we don't know anybody either just come on yeah. in <laughs> This just mirrors that beard look kind of fake. I could be wrong, oh, but it, it was a hundred percent fake. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah. I think that's why they reference him as bearded man. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he spent six hours in makeup to put that beard on. Yeah, it looked good. I mean, that was a real fashionable mustache he had. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the Westmore stylings. <laughs> the Westmore right beard. There. It's the classic Westmore beard. Yep. When you get lower their get up, it's far out. The haircut on the tall one is the greatest thing since Carl Sandburg, which was <laughs> such a line. Keith? Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, no. Carl Sandburg oh. was a poet who, who grew up in, in uh, Southwest Chicago. He Not played really. second base for the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. That's Ryan Sandberg. Carl oh. Sandberg, poet. The Standells are doing a concert in the living room and people are dancing. And here's the guy I wish we had information on. There's a tall, skinny dude with a pipe, and he's amazing. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? I he's in the so. middle of the room. He's like tall and lanky. He's kind of like Shaggy <laughs> from Scooby Doo, but yes. he's doing this dance. And he's like oh. bobbing his head like a chicken, but his <laughs> his whole torso straight, <clears throat> knees are bent, and he's got a pipe in his mouth. And I love that guy. I want him to be our mascot. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can be. We can hunt down the pipe, lanky piped man. Lanky pipe yeah. man. He was awesome. Yeah, look that up on Urban Dictionary while you're at it. Lanky pipe man. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> pipe man and lanky. Oh man, doesn't sound good. Those are two roads you don't want to travel down. Yes. So he's going nuts, and I love it. He's dancing. The monsters, they're having a real problem with it all. Right, because mm-hmm. the standouts are singing a song and they do like a yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm and every problem. other yeah cuts to a monster's face looking concerned. And I, I think my brain that. was like melting when I was watching that. It, I was with the monsters, like, please stop saying Just yeah, stop singing. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, it was so fast. It was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, was that so was horrible. Bad. It was so bad. Um, so Herman tries to talk to the bearded guy and the bearded is like, just cool it, man. You'll get your chance <laughs> at what? Not sure. And then Eddie's like, oh, it's the Standells. The monsters start to get into the music though. After that, yeah. like, oh, this is a Standells. Huh? And they start dancing. And then the Standells do the complete version of a very pitchy, I want to hold your hand. Yeah. Another. Full this song. is where I thought this isn't a real band. <laughs> There's no way. But now that I know that the real band, they were constructed by an A&R man. They found like four people and put them together. That's why I don't think they could have played the monsters theme too complicated. Mm, yeah. Not enough okay. time to practice. Yeah. It was, I was shocked that we we're going to hear. I was like, surely they're not going to play the whole song. Oh, the whole song. <laughs> mm-hmm. this, this is really where the, the episode just, I'm like, what? I, I think I texted you guys when I was originally watching this. I'm like, I don't know what we got going on here. This is <laughs> at this point, there's 14 minutes left yes. of the episode, maybe 15. The Munsters in the music, they do the hold your hand. Well, he's like, oh, they have a style. Herman's like, they have a certain razzmatazz. They're almost as good as Kate Smith. 
Keith? Yeah, uh, Kate Smith. She's an American uh, contralto? Conquistador. C-O-N-T-R-A-L-T-O. Don't know what that is. Contralto? Yeah. What is that? That's, uh, I, I think that just is like the range of her pitch and alto is oh. like uh, so there's like bass alto tenor soprano so she's like kind of on the lower end I would guess mm. well okay. she is referred to as the first lady of radio oh. she's, known, she's known for her renditions of uh, God Bless America and When the Moon Comes Over the Mountain when yeah, that the sounds moon beautiful. comes over the mountain. I made that up. Uh, that was great. I bet you it's pretty close. I think it is. <laughs> yeah. Eddie asks Grandpa if it sends him out of this world. Ugh. Grandpa goes, eh, I've been there before. And then he starts blowing smoke out of his ears. <laughs> of course. Okay, so he's been, is he implying he's been out of space, like out in outer space? That's why it freaks out about aliens. Or he's been like on another plane of existence, man. Oh, I see. Like in the underworld or something. Yeah. He's dropped the acid. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what he's saying. (laughs) So pretty much, I think. I've I've eaten handfuls of mushrooms. Uh, (laughs) The old country. You know, you go in the woods. In the old country. (laughs) You go out there with a shaman. You come back a vampire. Yeah, this is all in his head. Yeah, ever since that trip, Grandpa's never been the same. (laughs) What if the whole Munsters is still Grandpa, like wigging out on like ayahuasca or something, (laughs) out in the middle of the nowhere Transylvania, and he's like imagined a whole future for himself. Yeah, in the final episode, like it cuts to him, like in a like a (laughs) asylum, like rocking back and forth. His family's looking at him, shaking their heads, like Mm -hmm. he's just he's not getting any better. He's talking about this Herman, and he sounds like a dope. (laughs) So the monsters, they're all dancing. Beardo tells Marilyn, "Oh, you're not like the rest of your group." She says, "I know, I'm the plain one." This is like this episode is. Let's get out all the old jokes that yep. we know and use them because we got nothing. Yeah. And then it kind of lingers. And Marilyn kind of like is giving that guy like the side eye. I think she's like, oh, well, hmm. Yeah. I, I thought some sparks were going to start yeah. flying, but they don't really go into and, that. And I thought that that dude was there with the other chick who's in like, she was the one watching Grandpa when like the On smoke the started coming back. Yeah. Oh, I was ears. And she looked over him like, whoa. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Standells finish their song three minutes later. Mm-hmm. Everyone, cl- like, it's the whole song. They played the whole yes. song. Yes. The Standells finish their song. Everyone claps. Herman whistles like a tugboat. <laughs> Herman Very loudly. Is able to make a sound to get the attention of everyone. That sounds like a motherfucking tugboat. It's yes. like, <laughs> it is so loud. He could have done that earlier. Yeah, they need to get the attention of everybody, but no. Yeah, I was surprised. That was something new, though. Hey, good for them for doing something <laughs> yes. a little different. Herman has new power, <laughs> the power of tugboat. <laughs> then one of the standells, no clue, says, quiet, everyone. The hermit is going to groove us. And then oh. lights up. And then this guy, tall, bearded guy, not the guy with the, the pipe. He was cool. This guy <laughs> looks like a hermit. He's got a built <laughs> Made out of rope. Uh, he comes walking up. Do applause. Now, Grandpa 
has the line of the episode coming up here. And it blew my mind. This reminds me of that wild party at Mayerling just before the Grand Duke went upstairs and blew his brains out. I could not believe he said that. I was like, excuse me? I, I rewound it because I did. I was like, oh, I watched it five doing? times. I hit that back 10 over and over and over again. Blew his brains out? You just said that on TV? Yes. <laughs> like, that seems I didn't so, look like, it up. It seems so frank compared to like, you know, some of their other jokes are a little tame, but this one's like, Jesus, Grandpa, you can't just say that. (laughs) But there was a Mayerling incident. Keith? (laughs) (laughs) I thought you would have Googled it uh, at the same time I did. Uh, Bob Bob culture things are my. Oh, there's Mayerling. It's a a series of events surrounding the apparent murder-suicide pact of Rudolf, Crown Prince of Austria, and his lover, Baroness Mary Vestra. There it was. Wow. Grandpa was a reference. It was it was so out there. I was like, holy shit. He blew his brains out. (laughs) And this is the same show where Herman put a gun to his head because that's true. (laughs) He's gonna kill himself. Yeah. This is every once in a while the monsters do surprise me with like because you know they're like quote unquote the dark, you know, they like the dark things, but they never really go that far. But every once in a while it's like, huh? Grandpa says something, it's like what? So now (laughs) The hermit comes out in front of everybody. He's yeah. going to do some beat poetry. There's bongos playing. Now, I'm going to read the poem okay. in, in a normal cadence. It takes nearly two and a half minutes. It goes on for a time. long time. In a vortex of the future of the cool tomorrow land, we'll all wait there. Play a gig there in that great non-union bank. Scuba-doo and scuba-dabba. Life's a gas and life's a grabba. Hip oh, is hop and groove is groovy. Life's a wild Fellini movie. And mm. that hairy fist of silence slugs us, bugs us, puts us down. Hmm. We'll all wing it. We'll all sing it. Guy Lombardo's back in town. Ugh. That's horrible. Not it your was. rendition, but his like the his work. Uh, you're the, just repeating it. You did a great job. Oh, yours was amazing. <laughs> yeah, Derek, you did a great job. But yeah. that guy... It took so long to say that. Oh, you did it so well. You're so concisely. It takes, what, 15 seconds to say all that? Yes. It was oh. two and a half minutes of screen time. It was just his face. It's just like right just, up on him. Yeah. They're just like chewing up as much time as possible. Yes. Because they have no idea what else to do. They have nothing. Almost then, like they weren't expecting the monsters to get that quickly annoyed at the hotel room. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many other things that could be, you know, maybe like the Standells could be interacting with the Munsters, maybe, or something. Like, maybe there could be something like some party stuff going on. But no, we're just going to buy time by having, like, slam poetry and playing two full songs. Yep. Uh, Surely that's it, though. Surely there's not uh, any other time extended. No, no, no. no. Then the guy, then the Beardo goes, that guy sure cuts away the tinsel, don't he? (laughs) I'm like, okay. Lily's having fun. Grandpa hasn't seen this many good-looking people in one place since they closed down the mausoleum back home. Keith? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Keith. Touche, touche. Nice one. And then we get this. Let's hear from the Jolly Green Giant! Yeah! <laughs> oh, 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 no, not me. I think he's going to recite. 
track loving every line oh my gosh Harmon gets up there does his version of beat poetry and it reeked mm. of this was in the writer's room between joe conley and bob mosher whoever it was uh, dick conway yeah the beaver yeah. gang they're like the beaver gang's like you know what sucks beat poetry yeah it's all like hippity bibbity and scuba dooby and <laughs> that is what they did they, no. they they took that dumbass riff and put it in there. <laughs> yeah, they probably were cracking themselves up doing that. Oh, my God. I'm sure they were. So we got that bit. Clearly, that's the last time filler, right? Oh, yeah. That's kind of Herman. Be it. He, he's getting applause. He's very Herman is a ham. Right. We know yeah. he likes mm-hmm. he likes to perform. He does his oh. tugboat whistle again. And then Beardo goes, man, that cat is deep. yeah what a message and then herman then calls up that swinging chick from transylvania my (laughs) wife lily lily's like oh no i can't and then she goes up and then cats you ain't heard nothing yet get a load and then then somebody goes get a load of this guy he thinks he owns the place no that was one of the the band members, wasn't it? Yeah. Ugh, then yeah. Lily gets on the harp on the weird the side of guitar. guitar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why they had to point it out. Like, oh, there's a harp here. Remember? Mm-hmm. Lily gets on the harp and sings a song and she kills it. Straight up she's, kills it. Yeah. She's, yes. she's good. I like this song. But wow. it's two minutes long. <laughs> she sings whole the whole song. And everyone looks and they keep cutting between Lily not playing the harp and singing and like grandpa and Lily is not playing the harp, but pretending to play the harp and singing and Herman. And then finally, the the last time uh, we see Herman and grandpa start crying. And I wrote (laughs) down the whole goddamn song. Yes. Because she sings it. So that's like two something. Uh, The the hermit guy, he was like another two and a half for his thing. I want to hold your hand. Three three minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So ridiculous. There's a 24 minute episode. We got uh, a minute worth of banger, a minute worth of credits, and then eight minutes of nothing. Yes. (laughs) Nothing. It's it's weird. I mean, it's a good. I think it's really. I was like, wow, she's actually really good at the harp, and she's a great singer. Yeah. But it's like not creepy or anything. It's like a normal song. Like it's not even like (laughs) he's gone away. Who kissed yeah. my ruby lips? Blah blah blah. She's singing. She's a great singer, and it's Yvonne DiCarlo. You can tell a hundred percent. It's yeah. not like uh, George Clooney and Oh Brother, we're out there where they clearly got a different person <laughs> to sing. Mm-hmm. 
it is Yvonne de Carlo. Yeah. And and during this, Grandpa is really giving some weird glances to that that woman that's next to him. And I was like, <laughs> uh, what's he doing? She Grandpa? never made it out. Yeah, yeah he's gonna feast tonight. <laughs> the, the, the the red lips makes him think of blood and yes, yeah. clearly. Now we need to fade two from there. The monsters basically chasing the standells out of the house. Like, get the fuck out. It's great that you were here. See you later. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. And the Standells are like, oh, you know, thanks. We really appreciate you guys. You're good people, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Herman says, well, if your act ever dies, give me a call at the parlor. (laughs) Herman does a little laugh with it, like, ha, 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 ha. (laughs) And then they're like, we really dig you people. And Grandpa says, someday we'll return the favor. Oh, if we get a band episode with them and they all have to like be the standells for an episode, that I would like to see. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought no digging like a grave for them. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go, the monsters go back into the living room and it's trashed. And then I wrote down, so something terrible happened between Lily's song and now <laughs> something. And the monsters didn't stop it. They were there the whole time. They were yeah. there the whole time. Their living room is destroyed furniture destroyed <laughs> everything destroyed it was all intact when lily sang her song maybe lily's whipped everybody up in such a frenzy <laughs> it's like such some oh. crazy like beatnik monster orgy or something well yeah well I the way grandpa was looking at that one woman i think we know what happened yeah that romantic song mm-hmm. monster <laughs> grandpa monster killed everybody he did yeah. the, he did the, yeah. the true blood zip between everybody <laughs> except for the standells right now he liked yeah. them yeah the rest are buried in the backyard but you know what Eddie got an autograph. It's like, I got an autograph. And it's like, to Eddie Munster, you're a groovy kid or whatever. whatever. And Herman's like, I'll sleep better knowing the future of America is in the hands of boys Ugh. like these. Okay. Oh. Yep. A, a weird ending line, but it feels very final. And I was like, okay, we're done. No, that's not where <sighs> the credits come, Terry. <laughs> Slow your roll. We still got 45 seconds to fill. Come oh back God. to breakfast. Really? The tried and true monster staple breakfast table. Yep. Grandpa comes down late. What an amazing mm. evening. You know I what he's as- been up to. Yeah. He fell asleep as soon I, as his head hit the slab. I'll be honest. I, I'm i never going to be able to watch these episodes. Like, it, I have to watch them the same day we talk about them. I don't remember <laughs> any of this ending. Lily offers to heat up. He's like, oh, Lily's like, you came down late. I'll heat up your coffee. And Grandpa's like, nah, I got this. He sticks his finger in his coffee. It starts smoking. Uh, (laughs) Marilyn off screen ADR says it was a fun night. But Herman's like, nah, I'm just glad we're back to being the normal old monsters. Credits? No. Then Eddie comes crashing through the ceiling. Um, in seated position like yeah it's like he's almost sliding down on wires in a seated position he sits right down in his chair good morning eddie credits that's (laughs) that's the end that's the end Dear God, I, you can you can be making all this shit up as far as I know now. Once Eddie Lily starts singing, down I don't remember ceiling, anything else. Seated, and he didn't even move his legs; he just went boop, right into it with that noise. I cannot believe how like unrelated to the the episode this was. No, yeah, it's like the baseball ending. Well, gents, 
That was season one, episode 26, Far Out Monsters. What did y'all think? This is maybe the worst episode yet. I mean, there's no... It's cool to see uh, Yvonne DeCarlo get to sing at the end. Outside Uh, of that, there's nothing else redeemable in this entire episode. We... I said it was very vapid up front. It's, it's Except for that dancing guy with the, the pipe. Oh, boy. That dancing guy is my hero. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree. This is definitely super low tier monsters. Like you can really I can, my jaw was a gape and I was laughing about how ridiculous it is that we see like five different songs in this full <laughs> length. Like In my notes, I'm like, oh, she's going to play the harp. Oh, she's pretty good. It's a good song. And it's like, oh, she's still going. We're truly getting a full song of the harp thing. Yes. Okay. Full and like harp action. I've got like five lines about the harp, and that means it went on for a long time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's and it was good. It was the best part of all the songs that they did. So um, oh, yeah. good for it, them. And it, it, this episode just seems so out of place with anything else that they've done. Yeah. Oh, for sure. As well. And again, it made me think like somebody was really pushing the standells to become something big. So they're like, oh, let's. Put them on the new, you know, hip show that everyone's watching. The monsters must be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, How reach the most kids. The monsters. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I just wish they would have hung out with the monsters more. Like the Standells and them should have like had like more interactions because really they don't. Yeah, they should have solved a mystery or something. Yes, anything, anything other than what they did because what they did, boring and dumb. Yeah, I agree. Plus, the one guy who digs their music, Eddie, you don't even let him go play with them. No. Oh, yeah. He that would have been awesome. Or... Yeah, to yeah. see him like jamming out or having Wolf Wolf uh, do something. I don't know. Anything. But Eddie could maybe Eddie plays some music too. I don't know. And he gets up there and starts hitting the drums or playing guitar or something with him. Oh, he was the one who, yeah. He's the one who loved them and was excited to see them. Mm hmm. He could have played the drums just like the mini monsters, and that could have been like a nice throw tie-in thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we didn't care much for this one, right? But no, 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 no. But the people on IMDb, they're oh, yes, they are rave tastic about this. I haven't read any of these before. Some of them are very long, so I'm gonna find some short ones. Watch and enjoy a funny time capsule, nine out of ten. The Munsters rent the house to a rock and roll band and return in time for a wild party in their house. There's a poetry reading that is not, yes, we got all this, blah, blah, blah. The band was not bad at all. Lies. Although I don't know <laughs> if they were really playing on the show or just posing. Doesn't matter. Kind of hard to say, but it was reasonably good. I liked uh, it and found it quite entertaining. Check it out. Now, so hold on. This line right here does not scream 9 out of 10. I liked it and found it quite entertaining. Yes. That's reasonably good. Like that's not a nine out of 10. (laughs) Yeah. No, but now with the monsters, I guess maybe the bar, it just shifts, I think. And this, yeah, it was low, low. And that, uh, that review was from 2020 relatively. Oh, wow. Here's one from 2006. Oh, perfect. The monsters rent out their house and then want to renege only to find the renters are throwing a party. 10 out of 10. Fire Out Monsters is a fun episode and is one of the best of the bunch. Wow. When the Monsters decide to rent out the mansion at 1313, mm-hmm. uh, you just don't know what to expect. The renters turn out to be a rock and roll band, but they're being very lily here, rehashing. <laughs> uh, when the Monsters return home, yes, we know all this, throw a party. Now, now you just know that the Monsters will only add life to the party. The Standells are 
excellent. Herman's poetry was a howler. And then Lily performs for the crowd. We lost it. Al Lewis's grandpa is his usual suburb self with a couple of trick gags. And Eddie Munster has some funny banter. Sure. Beautiful pet priest was was and always will be the best Maryland. Nothing Mm. will ever be like the Munsters and Fire Out Munsters is a good snippet of the essence of why they will live forever in TV land. Wow. This is is not an episode I would say that if someone wanted to watch the Munsters, this is at the bottom of the list to start with. It doesn't even really give you the vibe of the Munsters because nobody seems freaked out by them all that much. No. Uh, You know, Herman references a few people, I guess, you know, the parking attendant, stuff like that. But, like, you know, when they show back up at the house, people are like, yeah, come on in, man. We're just hanging out. And then, like, there's musical performances and shit. There's, this is not it. This is not the prime example of a Monsters episode. Well, here we go. This this is the only negative review on IMDb. Wow. One out of ten. Ooh, a okay. real all caps stinker. I don't agree with the other reviewers on this episode. I think it was one of the worst of the series. Nice. I watched the whole thing to see if it ever got better. It didn't. The Standells come off as a lousy Beatles imitator, and the beatnik, in quotes, angle is just stupid. The music was lousy. <laughs> Dang. Hmm. Kind of agree, I guess. Yeah. I can't argue with Derek, that. The, Derek, the number nine, the word. Yeah. Nine. <laughs> in the year 2019, I went back in time and did this. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Well, you know, back in episode one, there was a babysitter that was unflappable, never could be broken. Babysitted Eddie and nothing faced her mm. over the course of 20 fucking something episodes. <laughs> we have discussed what would break the babysitter. What in season one, episode 26, <clears throat> would have broken the babysitter? Uh, I think uh, what what kind of breaks her is it's the next day and, um, and she wakes up and she's still in the monster house and that the hermit guy. Uh, kind of rolls over next to her. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, they're they're like just one of the spare rooms, and he wow. and he and he rolls over and like just kind of lays her arm over. And she's like, "Oh Jesus, I was supposed to be home last night." She didn't have to babysit. What the hell was I doing here? <laughs> yeah, Dang. I think that's I think that's what breaks her this time. So she banged the beatnik. That's what I would assume. Only, only because we saw the Standells leave the house. So yeah. yeah, he's still there. I hope he's still there in the rest of the episodes too. He just shows up, and <laughs> if they ever need to kill like five minutes, I'll just bring him on to do a poem or something. Jeez. I hope they don't ever have to kill five more minutes. Uh, I think what would break the babysitters, you know, she's uh she's noticed that the monsters are kind of they don't understand reality like the normal person's way of life, even though they've been out of the house. They're kind of like. They've got kind of like horse blinders on, it seems like. And so she's been trying to like kind of broaden their horizons and be like, look, I know you guys like to live a particular way and that's fine, but the rest of the world likes to live this way. And, you know, it's like, look, maybe we should just try to act a little bit more normal around people. You know, you want to make people comfortable that are on edge around you. And, you know, she's like, all right, okay. Oh, you're going to a hotel. That'll be a great experience. And then she's waving them off. She sees grandpa climb up and just plank on the seat. And she's mm. like, Ah, uh, it's hopeless. There's no way these guys are going to acclimate to society. <laughs> he's just planking on a seat. He's not sitting. He's just, just straight as a piece of plywood. He's not. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what breaks her. She just like tears her hair out. Like, this is this is not going to happen. Yeah. 
It is disturbing. Where did they get a, a full body replica of Grandpa? <laughs> I'm telling you. All right. I think what broke the babysitter, she was in the tub at the Winston Hotel soaking, uh, <laughs> relaxing. She had some cucumbers over her eyes, candles mm-hmm. lit. She's like, this is what I needed. And then they're like, we're going home. <laughs> like, We've been here 20 fucking minutes. I just got in the tub. The water's still hot. I got well, room I mean, service. It's kind of cool that she got in the tub already in 20 minutes. She's all set up with the cucumbers and everything. I mean, I, fast I moving. already ordered room service. It's coming. Yeah. What are you doing to me? God damn it. No, um, yeah, but yeah. It's infuriating. Yeah. No time to relax than with this babysitter. Yep. Poor babysitter. She's broken. She's heartbroken. She's like, I wanted this weekend too. And I got to go back with you. Oh, oh well. <laughs> that was season one, episode blah, blah, blah. Fire out monsters. Another uh, rollicking good time in Munsterville. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, Keith, once again, sir. Thanks for, thanks for Munster and what you got for the peoples. Uh, we are in full swing of that was oh, great. Yeah, wasn't you it? Are. season two. And it has been fantastic so far. Uh, much more deserving than the actual cartoon that we're watching uh, deserves to get. Um, guests have been great. Uh, Megan Danger, Max Campbell, uh, Travis Crawford, a whole bunch of people been on the show and it's, it's, I've been enjoying the recaps uh, more than the actual show, much the way that we do here in the monsters. Sure. Yeah, that's it, man. And what about you, Terry? Oh, I've got another show that I do called run the real, where we talk oh. about movies. It's still on hiatus. Uh, someday it may return. I've just been very lazy about editing, but someday it'll be back. So if you want to check it out, take a listen. We do uh, kind of like categories of movies. So we've done, Oh, different like director, movies like paul thomas anderson we covered some of his stuff uh we do more broad things like water movies shark movies stuff like that so yeah if you're interested check it out yes (laughs) the classic movie genre you could do a shark movie and a water movie covered Mm -hmm. there's a little overlap yeah a little Mm -hmm. overlap that venn diagram has a considerable (laughs) and and as for me i got nothing other than this the patreon Come on and check it out. Monsterhunters.com slash no patreon.com slash monsterhunters. And then of course Monster Hunters on socials. Uh we are doing whatever we want. <laughs> that's pretty yep. that's it. And it's it's monster tangential. Uh, yeah. at yep. at worst, at yep. best, it's monster centric. Yep, that's true. That's uh it's been fun. We did some uh I, I there's like so, there was a weird like interruption in our broadcast from like an it's weird it was it sounded like us but they're talking about a totally different show yeah I don't even it was, know what that show is yeah yeah it sounded crazy but yeah it, very crazy it might be worth checking out guys yeah I I would say it is I would recommend it to anyone and everyone yes uh, you know if you find yourself in a spot where maybe your relationship with your significant other is failing. Introduce uh-huh. them to the Monster Hunters Patreon. <laughs> and we'll bring you both back together as mm-hmm. you are reunited in and reminded of the love that you once had. Yes, yes. To, to us 
Yep. Ramble, Ramble on about <laughs> what the fuck ever. Nonsense. Yeah, um, we we get we. There's no guardrails like there are here uh, in. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we have the almanac, we have the skooma, and then we oh, gotta go. Oh, we have to go through a whole episode. Oh, you mean a format. Yeah, <laughs> guardrails format. Uh, over there, you know, we it's we're just kind of doing what we want to do. It's like oh, a river, man. ever, ever ebbing and flowing. Yeah. It is, it's, yeah, it's beautiful like in that water, way. baby. We go over what we want, mm-hmm. no yeah. rules. Yeah, if you ever, yeah, like Derek said, but it'll cure any relationship you have, so it'll, it'll cure <laughs> anything. Mm-hmm. You got uh, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, monster hunters, <laughs> Patreon. Yeah, just hook your headphones up to your uh, the <laughs> aching areas, and yeah, yep, it'll resonate through your bones. You'll feel a lot yeah. better. Yeah, it, it, it's been discovered that my voice has a certain pitch that either uh, <laughs> enrages an animal or cures an ailment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> crying babies silence in our presence. When we <laughs> yes. It's a thin line. It's a thin line. Also, uh, if, if you get a chance, get out uh, and uh, leave some reviews. If you listen to oh, the yeah, show. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can do that. Um, yeah. And wherever you listen to podcasts or on like uh, Good Pods or uh, what's the Pod Chaser. Pod Chaser. That's the other one. Yeah. Uh, drop some notes in there. Let us know uh, what you've been thinking of the show. You can also uh, email us and, and let us know what you think uh, broke the babysitter on each and every episode. What's that email address, Keith? Ooh, is that uh, something at monsterhunter.com? No, it's monsterhunters, monsterhunters at, gmail.com. at gmail.com. That'd be a lot It's monsterhunters at everything. Yeah. Monsterhunters on Twitter, monsterhunters on Facebook, monsterhunters on, on Wave or sound, SoundCloud. Monsterhunters on Soundwave, monsterhunters on SoundCloud, mm. monsterhunters at the uh, National Archives at the <laughs> Library of Congress. Mm-hmm. We are the monsterhunters. Find us there. Yeah. And now I assume we should end our episode as we end all of our episodes. <laughs> you didn't know dogs could talk? I've been doing it for centuries. A talking dog, big and gruff, on the dust said you blew it. You need my help as a vet, and I'll bet I can do it. Is this real? I'm a ghost. Yes. I'm the funny, furry guardian of your family. Please don't boast. You're the only one who can ever see me. And the beast, and he translates. He helps me do a better job. <laughs> I'm McDuff, and I'm a talking dog. <laughs> <laughs> The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gola, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, 
you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullin. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.